You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 160, the solo series. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of She Runs the Show. Cassandra Vaughn Worsley with you, episode 160. Uh, today's episode came to me probably a couple hours ago, three o'clock in the morning, middle of sleep, woke right up, and this whole message came to me. And so episode 160 is called, Let's Talk About the L Word. Shall we? Let's talk about the L Word. Just as a little preface, this is a get it together episode of She Runs the Show. Um, it may not be popular, but it is absolutely necessary. And you may not like what you hear, but if you're listening to it, I fully and completely believe that it was meant for you. So take, take the truth and use it to become who you really are. That's, I'm going to give you that. Um, it's sort of like a, a warning label before we get started. I want to begin today's episode reading a quote from Wallace D. Waddle's book, The Science of Getting Rich. Now, Wallace D. Waddle's is in the same league as Napoleon Hill. I think they were alive at the same time. So this is a very old book and you'll hear the language. So you'll know that it's old, but I want to begin with what he talks about in chapter 12 of The Science of Getting Rich. And chapter 12 is called Efficient action. When I talk about in my course, the focus mindset formula, daily massive action or DMA, a lot of my concept of DMA comes from Wallace D. Waddle's notion of efficient action. So let me read a couple of quotes from efficient action, and then we're going to talk about the L word. Okay. So in chapter 12, called efficient action, Wallace D. Wallace D. Waddles, uh, try saying that 10 times, says the following, You can advance only by being larger than your present place. And no man is larger than his present place who leaves undone any of the work pertaining to that place. The world is advanced only by those who more than fill their present places. I want to read that again because I really want you to take in what he's saying. You can advance only by being larger than your present place. And no man is larger than his present place who leaves undone any of the work pertaining to that place. The world is advanced only by those who more than fill their present places. He, in another part of this chapter, he goes on to say, so this is what Wallace D. Waddles has to say. Um, if there is something that may be done today and you do not do it, you have failed insofar as that thing is concerned, and the consequences may be more disastrous than you imagine. You cannot foresee the results of even the most trivial act. You do not know the workings of all the forces that have been set moving in your behalf. Much may be depending on your doing some simple act. It may be the very thing which is to open the door of opportunity to very great possibilities. You can never know all the combinations which supreme intelligence is making for you in the world of things and of human affairs. Your neglect or failure to do some small thing may cause a long delay in getting what you want. Do every day all that can be done that day. 
There is, however, a limitation or qualification of the above that you must take into account. You are not to overwork, nor to rush blindly into your business in the effort to do the greatest possible number of things in the shortest possible time. You are not to try to do tomorrow's work today, nor to do a week's work in a day. It is really not the number of things you do, but the efficiency of each separate action that counts. Every act in is in itself either a success or failure. Every act is in itself either effective or inefficient. Every inefficient act is a failure, and if you spend your life in doing inefficient acts, your whole life will be a failure. The more things you do, the worse for you if all your acts are inefficient ones. On the other hand, every efficient act is a success in itself, and if every act of your life is an efficient one, your whole life must be a success. The cause of failure is doing too many things in an inefficient manner and not doing enough things in an efficient manner. I want to read that again because there's a lot in that and we're going to get to the L word in a second. So he says in chapter 12, this is Wallace D. Waddles now, if there is something that must be de- that may be done today and you do not do it, you have failed insofar as that thing is concerned, and the consequences may be more disastrous than you imagine. You cannot foresee the results of even the most trivial act. You do not know the workings of all the forces that have been set moving in your behalf. Much may be depending on your doing some simple act. It may be the very thing which is to open the door of opportunity to very great possibilities. You can never know all the combinations which supreme intelligence is making for you in the world of things and of human affairs. Your neglect or failure to do some small thing may cause a long delay in getting what you want. Do every day all that can be done that day. There is, however, a limitation or qualification of the above that you must take into account. You are not to overwork, nor to rush blindly into your business in the effort to do the greatest possible number of things in the shortest possible time. You are not to try to do tomorrow's work today, nor to do a week's work in a day. It is really not the number of things you do, but the efficiency of each separate action that counts. Every act is in itself either a success or a failure. Every act is in itself either effective or inefficient. Every inefficient act is a failure. And if you spend your life in doing inefficient acts, your whole life will be a failure. The more things you do, the worse for you if all your acts are inefficient ones. On the other hand, every efficient act is a success in itself. And if every act of your life is an efficient one, your whole life must be a success. The cause of failure is doing too many things in an inefficient manner and not doing enough things in an efficient manner. There's a lot in this chapter on efficient action. If you have not read The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles, sit with it for a year because there's just so much here. Notice he uses very powerful language. Neglect failure, um, nor to rush blindly into your business. Um, he uses the word failure a lot. He says, okay, you know, if there is something that may be done today and you do not do it, you have failed in so far as that thing is concerned and the consequences may be more disastrous than you can imagine. So he doesn't uh, hold back his tongue in this book on how serious it is to not do all that you can do 
every single day when you are pursuing your dream. In this case, we're talking about a business. So that leads us into what I want to talk about today that came to me at three o'clock this morning. Let's talk about the L word. Let's talk about the L word. Lots of people don't like to talk about the L word. They don't like to use the word. They think it, 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 um, <coughs> excuse me. I need to have a sip of water for a second. And then we're going to go deep. Um, a lot of people think that the L word is very shame producing, but here's the thing. The L word is deep and the L word is real. And until you can get real in the L word, you will not skyrocket in your business. And as I talk about the things I'm going to talk about today, just know at the same time that I'm talking to you, I'm talking to me as well. This is teacher, student, all the same thing in my book. So let's talk about the L word. And the L word is laziness. Laziness. I have to tell you that in the two month break that I've taken, I've had the opportunity to do deep work on myself. I've had the opportunity to think about what's, what needs to shift, what needs to transform, where am I not showing up powerfully? I've had an opportunity to really sit with myself and get real with what's standing in the way, which namely is me right? At the end of the day, if you've got things standing in the way of where you want to go or where you want to be, I'm going to tell you exactly what's standing in the way. You could call it whatever scenario or circumstance you want. If there is anything that is blocking you from you getting to the next level of your business or the next level of your life, let me point out to you really quickly what the answer to what's blocking me is. It's you. It's you. So the moment we own that the the gap or um, the divide between where we are and where we want to be as us, all the power shows up. Because now, if I'm the problem, I'm also the solution. But let's get back to the L word, laziness. I want to talk about this for a second because a lot of people are in their business being very busy and as Wallace D. Waddles would put it, inefficient but they're not doing efficient acts and they're not doing all that they could do that day. And in fact, many people are overworking or rushing blindly into different stuff in their business and then not producing the results and then wondering why. But here's what I want to talk about today. A lot of entrepreneurs are giving themselves credit for doing work they aren't doing. Oh, there's no nice way to say that. Doing work they aren't doing. Let me tell you one of the reasons why I love using the Toggle app and I toggle everything that I do in my business. So every week, toggle, T-O-G-G-L dot com. That's not a sponsorship, although it probably should be for She Runs the Show. Um, it's a, you can get a free account. I use it every week. I can look at a report of where I've spent my time in my business, where I've spent my time in my week. Let me tell you why I toggle everything that I do. Because when I'm not producing the results that I want in my business, I look at my toggle reports to truly and realistically assess if I'm actually doing the work, if I'm actually putting in the time, if I am actually doing what I say I'm going to do. More, I'm going to go even deeper on this. I look at the toggle reports every single week because I want to know not simply did I do an adequate amount of work in my business, but did I do the maximum that I could do without overworking? 
And most people don't track where they're spending their time in their business or the number of hours they're putting to their business because as long as you don't track it, you can say that you're working hard. You can say that you're super busy. And if you don't produce the results, you can blame something else for it. But let's get real for a second. If your business isn't going where you want it to go, if it isn't, and let me be very specific. I'm going to be super specific today. I told you, y'all, listen, I told you that some of you won't like this episode because it's just getting up in your kitchen, up in your grill. When I, when I think of business success, let me tell you what I define as business success. Financial freedom. Now, for some entrepreneurs, that's going to be 80,000 a year. For other entrepreneurs, that's going to be 250,000 a year. For other entrepreneurs, that's going to be 2 million a year. I don't know what your financial freedom number is, but I'm going to tell you if you aren't at your financial freedom number, laziness is involved in that situation. Period. The end. Laziness. Laziness. And we're going to talk about the three big areas of laziness, but let's get real for a second. Busy doesn't mean productive. Putting hours in doesn't mean you're giving your maximum. Uh, overworking does not equate to you getting a medal and making more money in your business. If you are not at your level of financial freedom in your business, and here, let me just blow this out of the water right now because I hear people saying, well, I've only been in business for a year. I've only been in business for two years. I've only been in business for three years. The SBA statistics say that it takes five years to break even. Screw the SBA statistics. You could get to your level of financial freedom within three years. I want you to think of how long you've actually been in business when you started the business, the date that you opened your business account, your business banking account. And I want you to look at how long you've been in business and how long you have not been at your financial freedom point. And I'm going to be point blank and tell you it has everything to do with laziness, your laziness, my laziness. So let's just put it on the table and call it what it is because here, and laziness is not, you know, lots of people don't like to, to call other people lazy or to use the word lazy. Lots of people like to give themselves a medal because, you know, they, they, uh, wrote, created a new podcast episode. Um, they wrote a new medium post. They produced a new ebook. You know, like we like to, we like to make ourselves feel good when we produce some content. If the content's not making you money, if the activity you're doing is not making you money, you don't have a business, you have a hobby. So let's just get real for a second. And if you are just starting out in business, I'm not telling you that you should be making money tomorrow if you started the business a month ago. Here's the other thing. If you took a long break off of working on your business, number one, I'm going to ask you how often do you take those breaks? Because that will point to your own self-sabotage. And then number two, I'm going to say, Every time you take a break, like I mean a full on not giving all that you have to all that you do every single day, not taking daily massive action DMA. Anytime you take a break from doing DMA, that is three months or longer. It is like starting a brand new business all over again. How many times do we have to start all over again? Again, another byproduct of laziness, inefficient acts produces failure, neglect produces failure. So where am I going with all of this? We have to stop giving ourselves brownie points 
for doing a little here and a little there, for doing 50,000 things in a given month, for attending this event and that. We have to stop giving ourselves brownie points for stuff that doesn't actually result in efficient action and doesn't actually get us closer to that financial freedom point. We've got to get real with where our laziness lives. And when I talk about laziness, there are three big areas of laziness that I want to talk about today. There are more than three areas of laziness in business, but I'm going to talk about the big three. Okay. And you need to think about which is my biggest area of laziness of this big three. And let me diligently, efficiently putting all that I have into all that I do start working on this area today. Don't try to tackle all three big areas of laziness at one time. Tackle one, handle one, go to the next one. Here are the three big areas of laziness. Number one, you could be lazy in mindset. Number two, you could be lazy in strategy commitment. I'm going to talk about what that is in a second. Or number three, you could be lazy in execution persistence, i.e. follow up and follow through. So let's start with the biggest one, the one that is going to hurt you the most in business in getting to your financial freedom point is laziness in mindset. I want to be super clear. I started the Inner Badass Intensive and, um, and, uh, I'm not going to actually launch that mastermind program until sometime in 2019. I'm thinking probably summer 2019. But the reason why I started the private Facebook group, um, you know, fire your inner critic, find your inner badass and finally start your business is because I knew and I know for myself and for everyone else that mindset is number one. If your mindset isn't right, your business never will be. Let's, let's, I mean, you might make a lot of money, but then you'll lose a lot of money because you'll self-sabotage. You might get some things booked, but then you'll spend all the money. Like self-sabotage is a real deal. So I knew that mindset was number one. And I created that private Facebook group because I wanted to teach mindset vigilance. Let me not mince words here. Mindset vigilance. And most people are too lazy to have mindset vigilance. What is mindset vigilance? Mindset vigilance is where, you know, the Bible talks about this. You guard your mind. You protect your mind. You are always looking. You are, what do they call it in, in, uh, higher ed circles? Metacognition. Metacognition. You are thinking about what you're thinking about every single second of the day because you understand that no thought should cross your mind that does not serve you. Let me say this again. No thought has the right to cross your mind unless it serves you. Let me go a little bit deeper. I'm I'm about to pull out some books off my bookshelf. We're about to go there. Uh, On my desk, on my wall, in front of where this computer is, I keep the secrets of the millionaire mind declarations up. If you don't know T. Harvecker, you probably want to get to know him. He's great about mindset. One of his declarations, and to me, it's the one that that is most powerful for me, is the following. He says, I observe my thoughts and entertain only those that empower me. Can I say that again? I observe my thoughts and entertain only those that empower me. What would What would shift about your mindset in your business, in your life, if you lived that Millionaire mind declaration. I observe my thoughts and entertain only those that empower me. That is mindset vigilance. I don't allow 
negative thoughts. I don't allow, here, can we just talk about mindset vigilance? I love this because there's another book. T. Harv Eker wrote The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, and that's where the declarations come from. But Kamal Ravikant wrote Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends on It. And one of my entrepreneur friends uh, suggested this book to me years before I actually read it. But let me let me tell you about what he says in one chapter that he calls One Question. And this is a powerful little book. You can read it, I don't know, in an hour or so. It's that small. So in One Question, Kamal says... It's easy to say I love myself while locked inside my apartment, recovering from being sick. Tougher when I'm back to the land of the living, interacting with people who have their own issues and mental loops. That is where the question came from. In dealing with others and reacting to their negative emotions with my own, I found myself asking this question. If I loved myself truly and deeply, would I let myself experience this? The answer always was a no. It worked beautifully because I'd been working on the mental loop the step after no is clear. Rather than solving the emotion or trying not to feel it, I would just return to the one true thing in my head. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. This question is deceptively simple in its power. It gently shifts your focus from wherever you are, whether it's anger or pain or fear, any form of darkness to where you want to be, and that is love. Your mind and life have no choice but to follow. Don't you love that? Your mind and life have no choice but to follow. This is another example of mindset vigilance. Whenever you're feeling something negative, whether you caused it by thinking negative stuff, or somebody else in your world is negative in general, or you're in a negative situation that you don't know how you're going to work yourself out of, the question to ask yourself is, if I loved myself truly and deeply, would I let myself experience this? No. No. And here's the thing about mindset vigilance. This is where most people are lazy in their mindset. They think that they have earned the right because of what they're going through to be negative, feel negative, think negative. They feel like they need to vent and get it out or they need to, you know, it's okay to have periods of that. Listen, everybody's going to have negative thoughts. Everybody's going to have, um, you know, down moments. Grief is real. Okay, grief is real. Here's the thing though. What do you do with your grief? What do you do with your anger? What do you do with your sorrow? What do you do with your disappointment? What do you do with those negative emotions? Do you allow them to sit in your head and take up space rent-free? Do you allow them to continue to go into this downward spiral where you feel worse and worse so you don't take action on your business? So you just, you know, and then you feel worse about yourself because you're not taking action. We can't allow that. See, this is where you need the metacognition. I observe my thoughts and entertain only those that empower me. And most people are lazy in their mindset. They are not vigilantly paying attention to what they watch on TV, what they listen to, uh, who they're around, the things that come into their mind, the things that go out of their mouths. Do you watch what you say to yourself on a vigilant moment-by-moment -moment basis? Or are you just allowing yourself to talk to yourself any kind of way? When you think about your business, are you thinking positive thoughts? Are you saying, man, this is only getting better? I, 
I'm going to do this. The most powerful version of me is showing up right now. Yes, that's a block. Yes, this is not working, but you know what? That just shows me that that way isn't going to work. I need to figure out a new way. Are you doing that? Or are you sitting in the pity party negativity of yourself and other people? And are you talking to yourself in ways that if people were to hear all your thoughts out loud, you would feel ashamed? That's the real question. So the first big area of laziness is laziness in mindset. It is so important to be mindset vigilant. What, what does it take to be mindset vigilant? I'm going to tell you real quick. And most people aren't going to do it. I hope you're not most people. You have to pay attention to every single thought that goes in your head, every single word that comes out of your mouth until it becomes second nature for you to speak life and not death to yourself and other people. You have to notice when you get in the presence of someone who brings your energy down and you either have to lift your energy up, which will send them away if they want to stay in a negative place, or you need to leave the room. You need to leave the room and, and get yourself back to where you need to be. You need to, it, it needs to be a very zero tolerance policy. I'm not allowing myself to think anything negative about my business, about myself, about my world. I'm not allowing it in because it is a virus that will replicate in my life and I do not want those results. Remember, every thought that you're thinking is producing your future. As you think your thoughts throughout today, I want you to think, is that the future that I want to be creating in my life? If the answer is no, you need different thought. Which comes back to T. Harv Eker, who says, I observe my thoughts and entertain only those that empower me. So first big area of laziness, mindset. Second big area of laziness, and this is specifically in business and in entrepreneurship, strategy commitment. I struggle with this one. I got to tell you, I struggle with this one. And I, I, and I've had to, I spent the last two months really having a get it together talk with myself to say strategy commitment is everything. And a lot of people talk about that. Dean Graziosi talks about this. Um, so many Brendan Burchard talks about this. Um, Gary Keller in the one thing, that's a powerful book. He talks about this. You cannot flip-flop from one strategy to the next every time one strategy isn't getting you the results that you want. Laziness and, and strategy commitment is just that. You're not committed to any strategy. You're flip-flopping, you know, one minute you want to do a blog, and then the next minute you want to do a podcast, and then three months later you want to start a speaking career, and then three months later you want to write an ebook, and yet you're not you're not playing the long game on any one of those things. Now, there are some people who do a number of those things and they've been doing them for years. They are committed to multiple strategies. That's not a problem if you can handle that. But here's the problem. Most people don't stick long enough with a strategy to make it work. I'm very clear about the words I said. Make it work. The strategy is not a magic wand that you wave and it's just supposed to work itself. Whatever... Here's the thing about business. Most people don't understand this. It doesn't matter what strategy you choose. Let's be real. It, and Gary Vaynerchuk talks about this all the time. It doesn't matter what strategy you use. If you're a great writer, build a blog. Uh, if you're a great writer, go on Instagram and post inspirational quotes and these long captions that drop the mic on stuff. If you're great on video, start a YouTube channel. 
It does not matter the strategy you choose to use to market your business and build your base. Doesn't matter. Pick any one of them. You have strategy commitment to that one strategy. You figure it out. You learn from the greats. You change your strategy for that specific strategy, whether it's a YouTube channel or ebook writing, until you get to where you say you want to go. You don't stop until. But you also don't pick up five other strategies or drop that one like it's hot for three months to pursue something other, something else, because you think it's going to be easier. It's not going to be easier. You know why it's not ever going to be easier when you flip-flop from one strategy to the next? You know, one minute you're all about Instagram. The next minute you're all about Pinterest. The next minute you're all about Twitter. The reason why that's never going to work is because you're not committed to a strategy. Laziness. Laziness in the area of strategy commitment. So here's how you solve the strategy commitment laziness. Here's how I'm solving the strategy commitment laziness. Maximum of three strategies to market and build your business. Three, and three is a lot. Maximum of three strategies. And you make a commitment to yourself from this moment forward that you're going to become the best at those three strategies for however long it takes. I mean, if it takes a decade, you're there. You're not going anywhere else. You say no to every other strategy that shows up. Do you guys remember, um, what was it? Oh shoot, I just forgot it. Periscope. Remember Periscope? That was a fad that came and went. Now, Facebook Live, probably not going anywhere because it's Facebook. But Periscope came and went. How many people went all in on that fad? only to realize that they could have stayed strong on their blogging or stayed strong on their Pinterest or stayed strong on their Facebook. And now they would be much farther along now that Periscope is pretty much dead. So I want you to think about that. What one to three strategies? And I would say if you are a flip-flopper, probably one is the best way to go. But you can do a maximum of three. What three strategies to market and build your business are you going to use and stick with the model, stick with the strategy until you hit the financial freedom point that you're talking about. And then you can consider other strategies. That's how you solve the laziness area of strategy commitment. Here's the third and final big area of laziness that I'm going to talk about today. Execution persistence. Mm. This is a whole other episode. And essentially, execution persistence is follow-up and follow-through. It is seeing something all the way to completion. And when I, let me just clear this up. When I say all the way to completion, a lot of people think, okay, all the way to completion is I wanted to start a podcast. So I'm going to start the podcast all the way to completion. First of all, there are issues with the goal of starting a podcast. That's not going to make you money. If that's your business goal, I want to start a podcast, that's not going to make you money. If your business goal is, I want to start a top-rated business podcast that produces $20,000 a month in sponsorships, that's a business goal because you will know every single month by the results you're getting financially, whether or not you're actually doing that. You will know by the number of listens every single month, whether you are getting there. But sometimes, you know, I see entrepreneurs set all kinds of goals that make them feel a warm and fuzzy inside. Like I want to start a podcast. I want to write a book. Well, like 
what's the point of that book? If the point of that book is I want to write a series of eBooks that build, add a thousand email subscribers to my list, boom, you're working with something that, that you can do execution persistence on. But a lot of people feel like they're executing by creating things, but they haven't attached results and goals to the things they're creating, which means they're kind of wasting their time because you're creating stuff that has no outcome expectation. So what? You feel good because you create an ebook, but it's not making any money or you're not building any email subscribers. And listen, your goals could be different. Ebooks can serve as great uh, ways to build your email list. That is a very valid business goal. Your money is in your list. Or you could be writing ebooks because you want to generate a certain amount of money per month. Again, the revenue will tell you whether you've got ex execution persistence. But the third big area of laziness is this whole thing about follow up and follow through. So when I say follow up and follow through, I don't mean all the steps just to create something. I mean all the steps to create something and have it do for your business financially what you say you want it to do. That is the nature of that. And most most entrepreneurs starting out have no idea how much work goes into execution persistence, how much disappointment lives there, how much frustration lives there, how much you have to flex and flow. And as soon as you see a strategy not working, you got to find another way. You got to do another thing. Also, here's the thing about execution persistence. There are a lot of hours of labor that go into execution persistence that nobody ever wants to talk about. If you think that 10 hours a week is going to be enough to start a business and build a business to seven figures in two years, here's my homework assignment for you. I want you to find 10 entrepreneurs who got to seven figures in two years. I want you to ask them for their time and I want you to ask them how many hours on average they worked for those first two years you're going to quickly discover that it doesn't work that way. And there are a lot of us out there, I'm going to include me in the mix, who say, well, I don't have enough time. And, you know, what about lack of sleep? And what about, listen, either you want it or you don't. Either you, here's my thing. Look at your life right now. Look at your business revenue right now. You're seeing in this current moment by looking at your life right now, where you're spending your time and what your business revenue is, whether you really want a certain revenue in your business or not. Because if you're not getting it, guess what? What you've been showing with your actions up to this point is you don't really want that anyway. So stop talking about how you want to get here, there, and everywhere when in fact you don't really want that because you're not doing the work. You just don't want it. Sarah Blakely did the work. So if you really want something, you will wake up early to do it. You will go to bed late to do it. You will work Saturday and Sunday to do it. You will do whatever you have to do. And, and here's the thing. Let me, let me just add in something because there are a lot of people, you know, saying things like, well, I don't want to kill myself. I don't want to, you know, be in adrenal fatigue. I'm there with you. I, I'm not in adrenal fatigue, but here's the deal though. If you want your six to seven hours a night of sleep, I'm not even going to go to eight because if you're really trying to build a big business, eight hours a night, unless you're already pretty well established, is probably not going to happen. If you want your six to seven hours a night of sleep, you can get it. 
You really can. I think you can probably even get eight, but you need to, as Wallace D. Waddle said, you need to be super efficient with your time. I mean, every minute, every second, every hour needs to be planned. You cannot have other people coming in and wasting your time. You're not taking calls from friends. If it's not scheduled, whether it's a phone call with a friend or a social event, and if your hours of business aren't set in stone, you're not going to get there, period. And most people don't want to hear that. They want to hear that they can build a seven-figure business in 10 hours a week. Not true. Not true. They want to hear that because they've created a blog post or because they've created a podcast or because they've written an ebook that they're, you know, they're rock stars in their business. Not true. If you're not producing the revenue results you want, you're still lazy in some area of your business, whether that is mindset, strategy commitment, or ex execution persistence. I don't know which one it is for you. I can tell you for me, it's strategy commitment, which I'm working on. But here's the deal. You need to get real with yourself and stop calling it what it isn't. Stop saying, I'm doing all of these things and I'm producing all this stuff and yet nobody's buying my stuff or nobody's sending it for my... No! If nobody's signing up for your email list, you're not doing the right things. If nobody is buying your online courses, you're not doing the right things. So let's get out of this whole situation of trying to feel like busy equals productive when it doesn't, trying to feel like creating content is enough. No, everybody does not get an A. And let's get right down to business. You need to track your time and toggle. You need to set up your financial freedom number. You need to figure out what you're willing to do to get there. And you need to make sure, number one, your mindset is right. You are vigilant about what comes in, what goes out of both your mind and your head. And then you need to figure out if strategy commitment is your issue or execution persistence is your issue. And you need to handle it immediately. I'm not talking about do two months of deep work. Like I did the two months of deep work just to figure out that I didn't need to do two months of deep work. Let's keep it real. I took two months off. To figure out that that wasn't even what I needed. I need to just handle my business, right? I need to just do what I need to do. You don't need two months of a break from your business. Your business is your passion. Who takes a break from their passion? Your business is meant to impact and serve the world. Who takes a break from impacting and serving the world? Nobody I know. So let's stop all that. Let's get real with our laziness. Let's get our minds right every single hour of the day. Let's be ninjas about observing what we are allowing into our heads and out of our mouths. And let's just get real on committing to no more than three strategies and then making sure that every single day we are doing the work. I'm talking seven days a week. And you will see that if you nip your laziness in the bud, for a solid 12-month period, your business will look totally different in 12 months than it does today. Just time it, document it, journal it, see what happens. 12 months from today, your business will be totally different. However, most people 
are going to hear this and they're going to feel all warm and fuzzy and motivated. And they're going to say, yes, I'm going to nip my laziness in the bud. And then a month from now, they'll be back to where they were. You know why? Because your comfort zones are what you're used to. And you'll continue to play in the zone that you allow yourself to play in. And most people will make up every excuse why it's okay for them to be mediocre. And if mediocrity is what you want, listen, I'm not going to judge. But at the end of the day, you can't complain about where you are and then be unwilling to change what you're doing to get to a different place. It doesn't work that way. I mean, rather than complain about it, change it. And it's not going to change overnight. This is Most people are addicted to immediate results. It's not going to change in a month. It's not going to change in three months. It's not going to change even in six months. I'm telling you a year minimum. You got to be at it for a year. Nip your laziness in the bud for a year and then assess your results. Most people won't do that because they want it fast. They want it now. But you know what? Fast and now got you to where you are. So look at your business. Is fast and now getting you the business results you want? Because if it is, more power to you. But if it isn't, if you're totally unhappy because you're doing things you don't want to do, and you're living a life that is far below what you know you're capable capable of, then it's time to do something different. And here's the thing. This journey, yes, it's hard and there's so much hard work, but it is so much freaking fun. You know, it's so much fun. Writing this, uh, writing medium posts for me is fun. Writing ebooks are fun. Doing this podcast is fun. As, as much as, you know, you wake up at dark 30, you go to bed late, you, you know, you put these things together, nobody notices, or you think nobody notices. It's so much freaking fun to create your empire. And every single second, you know, you got haters, you got people who think you're not going to be anything. And you just laugh because you're like, wow, I'm doing it. And most people never do it. That's fun. So at the end of the day, here's the deal. It's up to you. Always has been, always will be. I can talk for 500 episodes. If you don't get up and do what you need to do every single day consistently for a long period of time, I don't even know why you're listening to this podcast. Honestly, waste of time because you're not going to do it anyway. However, if you, if you've decided like me, that you're sick and tired of being sick and tired and you've hit the point where you're like, okay, I need to just, as I wrote in a medium post the other day, uh, shut up and do something. You know what I mean? <laughs> do something. Then listen to the words of Wallace D. Waddles. Listen to the words of T. Harv Eker when he says, I observe my thoughts and entertain only those that empower me and be vigilant. I mean, you need to be drill sergeant vigilant about what you allow and don't allow into your head, into your heart, into your mind, into your life. And listen, how you talk to you is everything. You need to fix how you talk to you. If you are not talking to you to yourself like you are the most powerful person in the room, you have a problem and you need to fix that first. Then you deal with the other people in your life. Then you deal with them, but you need to deal with you. Get it straight. Fix it. Boom. That's all I wanted to say. All right. I'll see you guys. Talk to you guys on the next episode of She Runs the Show. Hold up. 